Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, July 4th, 2023. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. An entire month of July. Uh-huh. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Piss cast back together again. After a long, long, long weekend for myself. No. A long, long weekend for you. No. Um, I was on an overnight hike last week up to Ribbon Lake in Kananaskis, and it was phenomenal. It was the coolest thing. I will talk about it more on the show today, but um, it was just like so many hikes uh, that I've done. It's like it, it's it's nice while you're hiking. You know, there's you're in the forest or you're yep. kind of overlooking something, and it's nice. And there's a big payoff at the end. You're hiking to something. Mm-hmm. This was one of the first ones I've done where like the whole way was interesting. Like every kilometer, there was like a different waterfall to see. Or, That's cool. Yeah, it was so interesting the whole way up, and then the payoff at the end was incredible. We saw it. It was a moose, and it was like whitish gray. That's insane. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I threw a video up on my Instagram and there's a very short clip of this moose from across the lake because we got up there and my buddy's like, is that a horse? I'm like, no, that's a moose. And that it's like awesome. white. Yeah. Albino never, moose. Yeah. I'd never seen one that color before. Nope. I've seen moose, but. That's amazing. Um, and then Ed, it was we did a little hike once we got up there and then it was getting dark and we were chatting with some people at our campsite and the, it was pretty dark out. We couldn't really see and we heard a splash in the lake and we're like, what the hell was that? And we could, like, we had our flashlights out, but none of them were strong enough to, to reach the lake. Yeah. And one girl's like, oh, I have an infrared camera on my phone. So she pulled it out and took a picture, and, like, 20 feet away was this moose. That is so awesome. Yeah, so we're like, oh, we should be careful, because if it oh. charges at us. Yeah. Um, It'll be fine. Didn't see any bears. Saw some bear poop, but no bears. Good, good. I know you were terrified of the bears. So. I was. Yeah, it was It was the best. And That's now all awesome. I want to do is be back out in the mountains hiking yep. again, so... I have to get another trip going pretty soon here. And you are now a world record holder after your weekend? I sure am, yeah. Kind of a big deal. We talk about that on today's show. Yeah, it was also, lost. I have a conspiracy for you involving the old Nintendos. Another thing you can't look cool while doing, some small town news, and our version of the game Frig Mary Kill. But this one has to do with music genres. It's all coming up after your Out of Context clip of the show. I try to smile at people and I can't. All that comes out is a brother. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm officially a world record holder. It feels pretty good. You're going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Going to hey? be in the Guinness Book of World <laughs> Records. Apparently, we actually each get a Guinness Book of World Records certificate saying that we're world world record holders as well. So you have to explain to yeah. anyone who doesn't know what what you participated in this weekend. So I went to Dundurn, Saskatchewan on Canada Day because they were attempting to break the blow-up dinosaur world record. <laughs> so to have the most amount of blow-up 
dinosaurs in one place. You've seen those dinosaur suits, right? Yes. Like, does it have a fan in it, or how does it work? Mm, a no. fan that inflates it, yes. Okay. It does not you... make it any cooler in there, let me tell you. Uh, it was 33 degrees in Dundurn when we were there in these suits. Luckily, didn't have to be wearing them all day, right? There was a, a time when the Guinness Book person, the official person, actually showed up to Dundurn, Saskatchewan <laughs> and started counting people. But this all began as a joke. Uh, it was the pub owner in Dundurn. Big Murs is the name of this pub. And he, as a joke once, was like, we should try to do this because he saw that in Portland, the world record was beaten. And there was only about 340 people in okay. suits. So he thought like, they could do more. Yep. Dundurn, Saskatchewan is only a town of 645 people, though. And there was 1,187 blow-up dinosaurs <laughs> that descended upon Dundurn. You um, posted videos and they were just hilarious because like, th- those costumes by themselves are funny. They are. And then you get a thousand of them. So it was so well run. I was very concerned. I thought it was going to be overrun. But luckily, the pub owner actually had a bit of an inkling that it was it had gone, it had blown up the way it did. Like, I got sent this article by so many people about this world record attempt because, of course, during COVID, I was wearing that stupid dinosaur all mm-hmm. over the place and doing so. People kept thinking of me when they saw this and it, it blew up. So the pub owner knew and was fully prepared. Didn't want a Woodstock situation no, on his hands, but with dinosaurs. Totally. And I thought that's what it was going to be. I brought all of our own water and stuff. I was like, the town could be overrun. They're going to run out of water. <laughs> Like, it's going to be ridiculous. They didn't. They had six RCMP cars when we first moved it. They actually shut the highway down at the end of the event to let the dinosaurs get out of town, knowing that everybody was going to try and turn left at an intersection on the Saskatchewan Highway, right? In the middle of nowhere. So uh, they had that. They asked all of the locals to give them coolers that they could use to keep the ice for all the water and beer they were going to go through. So it was a real town effort then. Oh, yeah. They had signs the minute you walked in saying dino parking and it was some farmer's field that everybody was parking and obviously because they don't have parking in the town for I think it was probably 3,000 people between the dinosaurs wow. and the people just showing up to see it. That's crazy. So, so f- the town like grew in size by five times yes, for this event? by five times. And they had a free beer and a free burger for every single dinosaur that participated. Wow. And I thought they'd run out of that. And nope, it was full pints of beer. They gave us each this full pint, which I also thought would be just a tiny little... No, yeah. full burger and pint for everyone. They nailed it. My friends and I were watching your videos and one of them was like, if you lost your friend in that group, it'd be impossible to find them again, wouldn't yeah. it? Because mm-hmm. everyone's wearing... Well, most people were wearing the same... Yes. Dino- there were some other dinosaur costumes that I didn't know existed. I saw some pterodactyls. There were some pterodactyls. And, yeah. I thought that was cool. I don't like them as much as the OG, though. No? No. I was looking around. I was like, do I wish I had any... Nope. The OG one's still the funniest. So how did you recognize your people uh, amidst all those everyone costumes. Everyone was smart. You put like something around your wrist or something around <laughs> the dinosaur somewhere to show some, that you were... Some identifier? Uh, some sort of identifier. It was hilarious because there was this huge chat going on with everybody who was participating leading up to it as well. And people were talking about that, uh, being like, make sure you do this so that you can identify where, set a... You know, if you're coming with your kids, because there are a lot of kids and mm-hmm. there's baby dinosaur suits I didn't even know. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that. There was a couple 90-year-old women with walkers and dinos. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And then it looked like it turned into a big dance party at the end. Yeah. The DJ was all day long. It was this amazing DJ and dinosaurs were just dancing all day long in their suits, including me. I got into it. 
And now you're all Guinness World Record holders. We are. Um, yeah. Shauna's videos, they're up on your socials, hey? And they're they are worth checking out. They're pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to post some more because I just have one highlight one right now. But uh, I'll, yeah, I'll put some more up too. The and Shauna Podcast. I have a Terry of the Month nominee if I could, Shauna. Please. Uh, it's me and most of my friends. Ugh. I had three buddies in Saskatoon this weekend. And uh, so when they visit now, we've started declaring these weekends classic rock weekends. Have you ever heard like rock radio stations do that? A yep. classic rock weekend. Absolutely. Long weekends all the time. Yeah. And we feature a different artist every time. Like last time they were here, it was a Bob Seger classic rock weekend. Right. Yeah. This visit was a CCR classic rock weekend. Oh, yeah. So we played Credence all weekend. And at some point between the beers and the CCR, one guy suggested that it would be funny if we all shaved our beards into handlebars mustaches. And we laughed about it. And then a few beers later decided that, yes, this was a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then we all... Mm-hmm. Had handlebars, mustaches. You still do. I what do you think You're of it? Sitting across You're staring right at it. Handlebar mustache it's right now. Back at you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I, I had to check with McKenna, right? It's like, yeah, what do you think? She's like, I think you should do it. She loves it. Yeah, she loves the handlebars. It's shocking. It actually kind of suits you. Well, I'm a Terry. Yeah. I am a Terry, Sean. Yeah. We, we make fun of Terry all the time. I'm making fun of myself. I know. I know. Um, uh, yeah, f- you've been nominated quite a few times as Terry's of the month, so. The funniest part was then we went to a Canada Day party at my buddy's house, mm-hmm. and we got seven more guys there. Perfect. To do handlebars mustaches. So the, 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 the host of the party went and got his clippers, and as guys would walk in, if they had a beard, were like handlebars, and most of them were like, "Yep." You keep seeing handles so, bars, and I'm like, "You're not even saying it right." Handlebars. It's such a new, yeah. You know, you had an extra. You did the couple times there. Yeah, it's fine though. Now you know oh. it's good though. No, no, you were saying both, but it's um, like you're. It's so new a haircut that you don't even know how to say what? it correctly yet. So, but yeah, we were able to convince quite a few other guys to do it. So there were eleven guys at this party that oh, all had amazing. handlebar mustaches. Do they all still have the handlebars? Um, Yes, I think so. Good. Yeah, and I plan to keep this through Stampede. I'm really enjoying the handlebar lifestyle. Yeah? It's, uh, it oozes Terry. I don't, I was going to say, like, it's kind of Terry, but I feel like there's other, I don't know, would it be the, would this be the Terry This is like, I got like the Hulk Hogan kind of handlebar mustache. Uh Uh-huh. It's funnier when you're with a big group of guys who all have it, but it's also pretty fun solo, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just commands respect. Yeah. You know? It's weird sitting across from you with that thing. You like it, don't you? You can hear that right there. That's No. Those are handlebars right there. I don't know how I feel. Yeah. You know, it changes you, too. I even, like, I try to smile at people, and I can't, it, it, all that comes out is a brother. It's going to smile at this brother. That's... Okay. That's Put it why in that, brother. That's why that became his thing. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We play these little fun games sometimes, you and me. It's kind of a play off the game. Who would you frig, marry, and kill? Right. More or less. I do like this game. Here's a new one for you. Okay. Talking music genres. Ooh. Which one would you kill? Which one would you revive? Okay. And which one, this is a bit of an off one, but if somebody were to hear music for the first time, what song would you play them? Wow. Kind of like the okay. memorialize. Which one would you put on the pinnacle? Right do you want to the take these there? one at a time? Yeah, let's do one at a so time. So the first one is kill. kill. Which genre would I kill? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be modern bro country. And I okay. feel like this is somewhat of a hypocritical answer because I worked in country radio at what I feel was the dawn of bro country. Mm-hmm. I think bro country started with Florida Georgia Line. Okay. And I was working in country when they when they first came on the scene. And I I promoted it. I liked it. And then I think bro country has gotten out of control. Okay. Like if you listen to modern country radio mm-hmm. and like what the, you know, this bro country genre, it's brutal. 
It's just brutal. And we've made fun of it on the radio before because yes. the lyrics are so bad. Oh, they're just so... I mean, there's so much great alt country out there. Yeah. And then what's blowing up right now is terrible, terrible music. So that would be my, my vote. Okay. Uh, and that's one that because of the lyrics that I've heard, like they're making fun of themselves now. It's gotten so bad that it is... It's a it's, meme. It's becoming yeah. a meme. So that was up there for me as well. <laughs> Um, the other one is mumble rap for me. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, but Oof. again, just because you can't, like the lyrics, <laughs> when there's nothing, you can't hear it sometimes and it's intentionally that way. And I'm like, this makes no sense to me. So that was the other one that yeah, I was I kind of debating it. on. But yeah, okay. Uh, which one do you revive? I've been saying for years that I'm ready for the next wave of ska. I know. Ska's a big one. Yeah. Uh, another one for me would be uh, Swing. Swing, swing just looks Big like band. A, absolute blast. Every time you see any swing artists that were performing back then, and everybody who used to swing dance and stuff, it just looks like such a good time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd bring back some swing as well. Ska and swing, though, kind of similar, and they're just like upbeat, fun things to listen to, right? I would agree. Fun to dance yeah. to. So either of those. I thought we were close to a ska revival when like the Interrupters had a couple it's big songs. It's still teetering. And, yeah, it might still like happen. Still, I'm still hoping for it. I really am. Yep. Uh, swing, I think, is too far gone, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's not coming back. But you never. Uh, and then the last one, if somebody was hearing music for the first time, what song would you play them? This is super tough. I'm going to give kind of a, a, a cheat answer okay. here. Um, I've always thought it would be really fun. Because I think if, you, if someone had never heard music, you'd probably want to play like one of the classical masterpieces, right? Something that encompasses like the whole scope of what music can be. Beethoven's Ninth something or something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah or something some with some, some singing as well. Yeah. Um, I always think it would be fun to take one of these people from like the 50s or 60s who thought that, you know... Rock and roll was the devil's music, mm-hmm. and play them something by like Lamb of God, oh, or <laughs> play them some play them some serious serious metal. I would like to be transported back to 1960 to one of these CD burnings. Yeah, but like, what do you think of this? Oh God, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I would probably think I was a demon. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's a that's a great answer as well. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was like, I don't. It's tough to answer that otherwise. Like as you said, something classical probably because of how many instruments are involved yeah. and it's just a complete thing. So I guess that's probably the right answer, or just a like stairway to heaven because that was just an icon and you'd have to explain and sit down and be like, this is why this song's big. But that song's got a bit of everything too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought of one more that I'd like to kill. 80s rock, my boyfriend's entire playlist. I'd love to kill that. <laughs> the Fangler and Shauna podcast. Maybe I was even a little too hard on bro country because there is some, I mean, there are some good songs. Like some of the best songwriters in the world are working in Nashville cranking out these songs. It's true, yeah. But some of it, like you said, is just so cartoonish. Yeah. And I think it's top of mind right now, well, because one, we have Stampede coming up here, so we're going to be hearing it like crazy. Totally. Uh, my wife is also really into it. Like She just loves Morgan Wallen right now, and I cannot stand Morgan Wallen. Hmm. Like, it all seems so fake to me. Like This guy was on The Voice with like a emo haircut, and then he decides he's country, and he cuts a mullet, and, right. and he just like has... There's so many like copycats, too, now. Like It's like the nasally... The nasalier the voice, the better. Yeah. He's gonna. Last night we let the lacquer towel. It's like, ugh. It's funny it's because there's there's a trend in pop music that I've noticed too, which is just whiny. Mm. Like whiny voices is becoming a thing, and you're like, oh god, like. Remember, <laughs> Dan Mangan tweeted about that last year sometime. He said, "What? Like, why does everyone on the radio sound like they're a baby now? Why does everyone sing like a baby?" Yeah, there was a song I heard recently, and I actually was gonna talk about it because <laughs> the voice I heard, I was like, "This is this is unbearable." But then I was like, "That's nah, kind of offensive." But I'll try and recall that song again because yeah, there's just some. Why is it offensive? Do all just. 
because I don't think he's meaning to be whiny. He just had this super whiny voice. It was the point I was hearing in the background. I was like, this is hurting my ears. What are oh. you doing? Maybe that's what you got to do to stand out now. That might be it. You yeah. You have a distinct voice, whether it's annoying Super or whiny. Yeah. Ugh, I hope not. Yeah. No. Being whiny to stand out is an interesting sales tactic. Must work, though. Yeah. Must work or you wouldn't know the song, would you? Nope, nope. And, like, companies will use that, too. I don't know, if, like, TV ads and stuff sometimes, like, being purposely annoying. Annoying on like, purpose. Why is that a thing? But, <laughs> yeah, it, it clearly works because a lot of different companies do it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowhere you can be as annoying as you want. Oh, you can mm-hmm. sing in the nasliest, whiniest voice as loud as you want. Absolutely. In your Shane Holmes home. If you're in a Shane Holmes paired home with that next level soundproof, absolutely. Neighbors won't hear you. Nope. Morgan walling the hell out of that place. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Shane Holmes builds these paired homes in the communities of Legacy down south and Midtown and Airdrie. And if you're interested and would like more information about any of the services and products Shane Holmes offers, shanehomes.com. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was off at the end of last week. Uh, my friends and I were on an overnight hike. Yeah. It was tremendous, Shauna. It was like one of the nicest places I've ever been to in my life. That's amazing. Uh, it was Ribbon Lake, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar or not, but. Um, yeah, I've seen pictures, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah, it was so cool. Good. Because um, I know last year you, you had a bit of a shank. So. Yeah, we made some mistakes last year. We misread the map, and the hike ended up being twice as long as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, most of us didn't bring enough food. Mm. We were cold during the night. It was a shank. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, a bit of a shank. But we got back up on the horse this year, and it was much better. We were good. more well prepared. We planned. A big part of it is just bringing enough food because you burn so many calories on a trip like that yeah. but you have to carry everything that you're going to eat I know I was like you should just bring a thing of peanut butter I did oh did you I brought Good. a small jar of peanut butter because yep. it's just so calorie dense right yep. so I Bo and Brigham and I they, we went to the grocery store before this trip and I was like okay we need to look for high calorie things which is normally the opposite of how we shop Yeah. But I was like I need the highest calorie stuff I can find and then I was kind of like walking around the grocery store mumbling to myself and Bo said did you say panties <laughs> and I said no. He said, oh, I thought you said like edible panties. Now, the only reason Bo knows what edible panties are is because he is a religious listener to this podcast. Yes. Or this, or, or this show, this podcast. Uh-huh. We've, well, we've laughed about edible panties many times in the we've past. We've talked about edible panties a few times, yeah. But then I thought about the idea of going for a, a backpacking trip like this and bringing some of your rations in the form of edible panties. To be honest, that doesn't seem like a horrible idea. Other than the sweating. Yeah, I mean... It's just... Yeah, I mean... You could wear your food? You don't want your pork sword in and then you'd have... But you could rinse it off. Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense, right? Because then you don't have to have it in your pack. That's right. You wear it. This might be a million dollar idea. I think it might be. If you can put edible clothing and then those are also calories. Hmm. That you Interesting. could just strip off as edible panties. It's actually genius. Mm, feeling a little peckish on the trail. Swish, <laughs> just rip off your panties, throw them in your mouth. Uh, yeah. Anybody hungry? Anybody want any? There is some, anybody I think, beef panties? jerky panties that exist right now, which is super disturbing. <laughs> Are but you kidding? on the other hand, it makes perfect if sense I- for. Google. For hikes, yeah. Hold on, I. Be, yeah, there they are. Yep, great. Okay, well, they look horrifying. The fact that I know that is a little. I've I've thought about it. You know? How do you know that, Shauna? Y'all, you know. Sometimes How do you know that? I considered buying some at some point. (laughs) (laughs) 
when the internet presents with you beef jerky panties, you yeah. say, maybe I should buy these. That's just how this works, okay? Beef jerky panties. Uh, I mean, we brief. know about the rocket panties. Those are the normal, the That's ones made of rockets. Picturing. That's the, yes. But then there's also beef jerky panties. It's I don't. Like a candy necklace, but in panty form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, beef jerky panties, though. These are like briefs. They're called them brief jerky. I now need to remember why I do, I do know that, but I, I'm concerned for myself. It's fine. Genius idea for okay, a hike, though, I, okay? I think so. We're in any I'm kind gonna of, buy, I'm going to order some of these for my next hike. Any kind of emergency Brief situation? Jerky, yes. Any kind of survival? Yes. Don't worry. I have plenty of panties to go around. I'm going to invest in brief jerky panties and keep them in my rations. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Got some small town news. All right. Um, here, the, this one. The, these are all real headlines. The first story, though, is inspired by an event that my boyfriend Cliff attended in Prince Albert. He sent this Snapchat of this goose being released from a cage. And I was like, where are you? And he was like, yeah, I guess they release the these geese that the school children raise and they release them into the cemetery. And it's this big deal. And he was there witnessing the release of this goose into a cemetery. And the newspaper was there. I was like, why, why is this? Why the cemetery? I don't know. And it's apparently an event that happens every year into the cemetery. And I don't understand. And I was like, this is the most small town thing I've ever seen. He was like, why am I here? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> the new- was he there know. on behalf of his organization? Yeah. Was, and this then, is <laughs> the newspaper was the newspaper there? The newspaper was there. So I'm, holy hell. It's goose that- release time. This yep. is a big this one. This is a big deal. <laughs> so that's what's going to kick it. Yes. <laughs> small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Our top story for this evening. The public school's annual goose release party happens at the cemetery tonight. There will be balloon animals and a face painter because for some strange ass reason, this is a big deal. City Council is meeting on Monday to discuss the future of the town's streetlights. Items on the agenda include the possibility of three new streetlights on Main Street and switching the bulbs from the old orange ones to the newer white ones. And the mayor was spotted reading at the library yesterday. Terry says the mayor still owes him 15 bucks, and if he doesn't want to get beat up in front of school children, he'd better pay out. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So this clip's about a week old now, but I was uh, off at the end of last week, didn't have a chance to play it. Did you see Carey Price's boof? Yes. At the NHL entry draft? Uh Uh-huh. So the Canadians brought him up to announce their first pick. I don't know what number they were picking overall. Uh, but he forgot the kid's name. Mm-hmm. Oh. Bonsoir. Le Canadian de Montreal are proud to select David. <laughs> we planned it that way. David Reinbacker. Reinbacker. Oh. oh, man. Just the worst boof ever. Yeah. Like that silence after he says David, yeah. before someone steps in that, is, how long is that? Oh, felt like 12 five seconds. hours. Yeah, it felt like an eternity. It felt like a year. That is so awful. Oh, man. I know. He didn't look visibly sweaty like I would be. Yeah. Instantly be soaked in sweat. Oh, and man. And also, he had all the Canadians' management behind him on stage, mm. and it took 12 seconds for that guy to step in and back him up. Like, I know. That also was bizarre. He's dying out there. Yeah. Bail the guy He's out. He's flailing. He's flailing. Help <laughs> He's him out. Boof. Give him a lifeline. 
You can even hear someone in the audience yell, Reinbacker, yeah. like, try to help him out. Oh, man. Oh, bad boof. Terrible. That's a nightmare. Yeah. That is an actual nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's funny because uh, everybody in the sports community was actually very uh, compassionate toward him. Yeah, it happens. A lot of people were yeah. like, yeah, that's happened to me. It's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. And Especially- apparently he, he, he felt so bad that he said he ruined the kid's moment. So he's reached out to him and offered to be a mentor for this kid in the Canadians organization. So that's nice. Well, and apparently the kid, yeah, he went right back. And the kid uh, right after was was like, oh, don't worry about it either. And made him feel a lot yeah. better about it. And That's yeah. the way to handle it because yeah. that's the worst Yep. Boof, you could boof. That's a bad boof. Well, no. And I guess after a kid ran down and asked for his autograph as well, and he was very gracious with that kid and took a photo, uh, and everybody's like, that's good too, because, you know, he could have after that just walked straight <laughs> by and wanted to hide for the rest of time. Walked so. straight into the sea. Yep. <laughs> after yep. a boof that's like it. that. That's yep. it. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Here's another thing you can't look cool doing, Beckler. What's that, Shauna? Trying to get out of the back of a van. <laughs> you ever try to squeeze in the back yeah. of a van, especially as oh. a grown adult? And especially at like my size, mm-hmm. the bigger you are, the worse it gets. I don't so, know. It doesn't even matter, though. If you are a full-sized person, uh, there's no way that getting into the back <laughs> a van. full-sized person. You, gotta, you have to fold down, and then you have to squeeze between those tiny little, you know, fold-down hand holders. Yeah. And then you're trying to do that. And then getting out, of course, you have your ass in somebody's face <laughs> inevitably. At some point, right? Because if there's people in the front, you have to get by them, yep. or you have to squeeze past somebody in the back to get to the one side or the other. And you he, fall in, you fall out. Yes. Yeah. 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 You can barely get out of there without injuring yourself. It's never a good time. We have a third row seat in our SUV that pulls up, and yep. it's tiny. Like it's for basically for kids. Yeah. And anybody that sits in that seat that isn't a kid, yeah, has a real hard time getting in and out. You don't look cool. And there's just you knees cool. flailing everywhere. You know, everybody's knees are knocking everyone else's, and you can't squeeze them in the right way. It just, no, you can't. There's no way to look cool. I would also say in that same vein, getting in and out of airplane seats yep. is tough to look cool while doing. I was going to say uh, getting in and out of any low seat as well. Yeah. Any low seat at all. Like, yeah. And the older you get, then you, you have that grunt that Ugh. comes with it as you're trying to get up. And yeah. I may have told you this story. My younger brother's a really big guy mm-hmm. and he was trying to get into an airplane one time and like squeeze past people. And the lady behind him must have been bent over and kind of had her head up against his seat because when he sat down, he fell back into the seat and just brained her with his oh, seat. No. And she was back there like, ow, <laughs> ow. <And laughs> she was she was gonkied for oh, sure. Oh, no. She was souped. Mm-hmm. She was crying. And he yeah. was like, oh, God. What do I do? Well, ow. Yeah. You and your big ass shoulders get out of here, right? You just can't look cool oh. getting in on a seats like that, you can't, can you? No, no. Every time it's it's like it's on the verge of disaster every single time, yep. right? No matter what, when you're getting out of that van, like you need escorts, you need people like helping you out there, and again, your wiffle ball is in somebody's face. It's never a good thing. If you were a celebrity, that could ruin your career being. Yep. Being photographed getting out of the back of a vehicle because all your cool points would be gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why, like, limos have to be a very specific height, <laughs> you know, for getting in and out just for that sake. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. This is a segment we call Conspiracy Corner. If you have an outlandish conspiracy theory, this is where we talk about it. Just a bright new one, right up fresh out of the long weekend. I don't know if this one's all that outlandish, though, Sean. I oh. think you're going to like this, too, because okay. I know you were an N64 kid growing up. I was, yeah. But my I buddies, still have my N64. I do, too. It's set mm-hmm. up in our basement. We still play Smash Bros and Mario Kart sometimes. Yep. Uh, my buddies and I were talking about, uh, the, about the N64 and how 
all of the N64 controllers eventually had like limp joysticks. You know, when you'd buy yep. them, that joystick would, would be, be nice stiff and responsive, would. and then mm-hmm. it was all, by the end, it was all flaccid. And my buddy thinks that that is because of the game Mario Party. 100%. Because you, there are so many games where you have to, like, work that joystick so hard, right, in a circle or... Yeah, in the, or, in the side, like, inside your palm or hand yes. there, and you'd actually, you get sores on the inside of your hand. His da- He said his dad fashioned these little rubber things to go over the joystick so that they wouldn't burn out Hilarious. the palms of their hands while they were playing Mario Party. Because I did, yeah. Yes. But... Nintendo released this game knowing that that was what was going to happen with the controllers. Do you think maybe they created Mario Party so kids would burn out their controllers and have to buy new ones? Oh, jeez. Because it happened to every controller that you played Mario Party on. Yep. Hmm. They weren't selling enough of those controllers, weren't making enough money, so they're like, you know what we're going to do? Come up with this game. So, oh, jeez. It's even just, you know, one additional cost yep. to owning the N64 was... Hmm. Uh, having to buy a new controller because you were playing Mario Party it and you killed be. yours. It very well could be, Beckler. It's possible, hey? <sighs> On the plausibility Jeez. scale. Yeah. Uh, how many obsolete iPhones do we give this one I out think of I'm going to give this 16 obsolete iPhones out of 10. That's a pretty good rating. There's a good chance. Yeah. This is exactly what was going on. I'd say so. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I just saw that Kale McCarr of the Avs got engaged. Did you see that? No. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's exciting. But then I looked at a photo of him and I was like, wow, he looks young. And then I looked into it. He's 25, so he's actually not that young. But it got me thinking. I was like, it seems like a lot of NHL players do get engaged pretty young. Pro athletes in general, I would say. Why? I started I thinking about that. I was like, why would that be? I feel like you and I discussed this once and I had a theory about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's because... I mean, when you're a pro athlete, you just, you make so much money that maybe you want somebody from before. I see. You were, you were rich, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because you're, like, a lot of them are, it seems, high school sweethearts or something yeah. like that. Yes, that quite often. To. Uh, yeah, and I was wondering if it was more because they, yeah, they go away and you simply don't have enough time to really meet a bunch of other people. Could be that too, just the commitment that it requires to become a pro athlete. So you have somebody who you've met and you get along with them and you're like, okay, well, I guess like who else am I going to meet? But you also think like you make so much money that you would, you'd want to play the field. You could get any girl you wanted. Yeah, but would they would, you know, you'd be worried that people weren't there for the right reasons, Mm, right? Yeah, I see. I mean, there, there are a lot of people who I think would date pro athletes just because of the status and the money that come along with it. Interesting. So you would have to really weed that out. Whereas if you if it's someone that you've known forever that you're already close to, mm-hmm. who was with you before you had money and before you were, yeah, before you were famous, then. But then I got thinking. I was like, I mean, if you go away super young and you're part of the WHL and stuff, you'd think when you got to dating anybody at all seriously that you already were probably well on your way yeah. to maybe making good coin. But And let's be real, a lot of successful hockey players these days come from families with money. Yeah. But I mean, it's true of other sports. It seems to be true of other sports too. There yeah. seem to be a lot of pro athletes who are married quite young. Religious people and pro athletes seem to get married quite young. And in the States, often those two are the same. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah. Yeah, I the mean, youngest of all, the orig- the religious pro athletes, for sure. You're right. Like, if you're headed for, you know, if you're headed for the the NFL or whatever, people probably know that at a young age, right? Yeah. But still, I mean, maybe someone who's, who's like, 
you know, built this career with you, who's been part of it, who's been part of <laughs> your coming up to the ranks. It would be funny if you were somebody who just likes to play the field and then you dig back to the very first. You're like, who's that first girl I had again? She was in here for the right reasons. <laughs> These other ones, not so much. So you go off, you do your thing, and then yeah. you call up your high school sweetheart dig and say, hey, remember me? Find her. Yeah. I'm rich and famous now. I'm going to marry you. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.